it is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Before we get to our guest, I wanted to talk to you about something that's really important to me, which is privacy. Moving money around, moving information, sending messages in today's world with Web 3.0 coming down the pike. Privacy is very critical, especially to a journalist like myself. Utopia P2P is a complete privacy ecosystem. It's a 360-degree approach to privacy. It includes everything you need to move information or value around the world. It includes a encrypted messenger service, an email platform, and cryptocurrency payment system. It's fully decentralized, so it's not on any main server. It's based on blockchain, so it's distributed. It has an unmatched level of security. It has a feature-rich toolkit on the system uh, that supports 28 languages. There's a very low barrier to entry, and it also supports Bitcoin and also their coin internally. So if you're looking for a way to move information and money around the world where you don't want prying eyes uh, looking at what you're doing, go to Utopia P2P and have complete privacy on their system. And now let's get to our guest. Welcome back to Information Operation. We've got our resident uh, expert on all things UK, Gawain Taller, with us today. Welcome, Gawain. Welcome indeed, and thank you very much for having me again. Um, I wouldn't say expert in all things, on a couple of things, maybe. <laughs> so, fucker, uh, I'm lost. You you put out a piece uh, this week on on CD Media uh, talking about uh, Carrie Antoinette and Boris and. I think our audience wants to know, is your old boss going to become prime minister of the United Kingdom or, or what's going to happen to Boris here? Uh, not a chance will Dodger become prime minister of this country. Uh, <laughs> though, I mean, he has, depends how, how ruthless. The Tories used to be, their two greatest strengths, their two secret weapons were one, loyalty, oh yeah, and two, um, their ruthlessness. If they were as ruthless as the Spartans putting babies on mountains. Um, they, they, yeah. they, uh, yes, I mean, basically like a, a pack of wolves, they themselves would kill the old leader um, before anybody, anything else got around to doing so. Hmm. Both of these things, I think, in recent years, in fact, recent decades, have shown to be uh, nostalgia for a, a past of efficiency and decency and, 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 and a desire to do, the desire to have effect. Um, right. the, these, this is not a Nietzschean party anymore. Um, however, that being said, there is, so yeah, Farage, no chance. That be, but he has in the past uh, applied the coup de grace to two conservative prime ministers. Mm -hmm. And the question is, can he or the people he uh, works with apply a third? And looking at it, there just isn't the opportunity. Mm. Um, there are no elections that will do such a thing. Uh, yes, in May, I mean, on, on Monday we've, or next week, uh, we on the 3rd, we have a small by-election, but that will have no impact. 
then in May there are local elections in cities and urban areas that, given the Tories don't hold many cities or urban areas already, and the Conservatives under Boris doesn't, it's not going to have the devastating impact it might have in other areas. It will mean that they are the Conservatives will be driven out of virtually every urban centre in the country, which provides a real problem for one of their headline policy areas, which is this thing they call levelling up, which is essentially targeting funds at uh, the working class, uh, the left behind areas that voted for Brexit mm -hmm. in the north, in the Midlands, in South Wales. Um, but if they lose control of all the councils they hold there in May, which is highly likely, then their attempts to do good with taxpayers' money in those areas will hit local government that has no intention of them succeeding. Hmm. So they will come across Labour Party councils, newly, uh, newly invigorated by the chaos in Number 10 and Conservative Party and the government as a whole, who will do everything in their power to ensure that anything the Tories try and do to improve the lot of the people who live there is yeah. undermined. Right. Because those local governments, you'll have it the same. Uh, a, a Democrat president tries to do something in a Republican area, and the Republican lawmakers locally will do everything they can to kibosh it, and sure. vice versa. Um, sure. So that's the, the first real problem. Then... Uh, but as I say, there's no, if there was a general election, maybe, but there isn't. Mm -hmm. So it's up to the Tories themselves. Okay. And then we go to the uh, one, what's been going on recently has shown loyalty doesn't exist. Um, I was considering writing about whipping, but I thought uh -huh. your readership was, would, would blush. Um, <laughs> but um, the i find it very hard to understand how people who think themselves conservative get elected on a conservative ticket mm -hmm. are publicly and loudly disloyal to a leader who got them elected only two years ago with a massive majority yeah. calling him to uh, to resign and doing all sorts of trouble when one of the party whips and party managers comes to give them an earful they run to teacher teacher being the press Miss, miss, he was nasty to me. Mate, you jabbed a you jabbed a pointy stick in his eye. What do you expect right. them to be? They're not right. there to give you a cake. Actually, let's move away from the cake. Um, but they're not there to give you cuddles. They're give you there to give you a hard time. What do you expect? And for people to get elected, I mean, particularly on the Tory ticket, and expect everybody to tell them how marvelous they are when they kick their leader in the in the short and curlies, is um Extraordinary. Uh, so what, what do you think? What do you think should happen or will happen? I guess those are two different questions. But who am I? If, am, yeah. am I a Tory? <laughs> if, I'm, you, if I'm speaking as a Conservative Party supporter, which I'm not, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm more that than a Labour Party supporter. Yeah. Uh, then it is in the interest of the Conservative Party, and I would suggest the nation as a whole for the Conservatives to rekindle that ruthlessness that suggested they once wanted to govern. Hmm. Um, they need to get rid of him fast. However, one, they lack the sheer brass neck to do mm -hmm. so, I think. 
And two, this moves against exactly where, where Boris is. I think Boris is probably fed up with the whole game. Yeah. And would like to move on. Hmm, really? uh, he, he has two small children, yada, 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 and uh, an expensive bauble, otherwise known as his wife. Um, but he's also broke. Hmm. He took a significant pay cut to become prime minister. Big one. Lost a lot of money that way. Hmm. Um, which is right and proper. But he obviously wants to come out and earn. Now he wants to be a Tony Blair and have foundations earning millions. He wants to be David Cameron, get the Chinese to give him vast sums of cash. Um, I'll check that for facts. Uh, but um, uh, the his problem is, if he comes out saying, look at my two years, I got Brexit done. Uh -huh. That's the big ticket thing that he promised to do in the election. Right. Well, he hasn't quite, but it's not far off. I got Brexit done and I got the country through COVID with as little restriction as possible. And we are probably leading the world out of uh, in, inane, insane and frankly dangerous restrictions that are being popping up, particularly in English speaking common law societies, Australia, yeah, you, Canada. Do you think he did that on purpose or he was forced to do that? I mean, do you think I he wanted to do that? or, or I, do didn't, I don't think personally he particularly wanted to go into lockdown at all. Okay. At the early days, he was talking about letting it rip. In the end, we're just going to yeah, have to do it. I remember that, yeah. But he got ill. His carry and the family and his team got scared. And they started to believe whatever they decided was the science, having cut out scientists who disagreed with the science. Yeah. Um, and he got caught up in it. So I think his gut feeling, and the large gut it is, um, is to be more liberal. Hmm. Um so, but as I say, I mean, yeah. he can put these two things, and if he leaves under his own terms, he can earn well. Mm -hmm. If he leaves under a pile of scandal preceded by a couple of bottles of cheap white wine and a novelty chocolate cake, yeah, his ability to earn is severely diminished. Do you think there's so, anything to charges being dropped against him or anything like that? I, I've read that. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, one has to remember uh, that the police are involved now in this investigation. Yeah. When Tony Blair was leader, he was, he, was, he was interviewed three times about corruption. Right. Interviewed by police three times about cash for, cash for honours, taking right. political bribes in order to give people peerages and knighthoods and stuff. Being questioned about, were you in sight of a cake by the police <laughs> is of a different measure. Sure. Sure. However, as I tried to explain in the article, people understand cake. They don't understand multi-million donations. Right. Because most people have eaten cake, but they haven't received or given a multi-million pound donation. Um, so it's outside people's ken. It's a, a, it's a complicated thing to understand. Um, it may be more serious and more important, but uh, it, it is out with our understanding of life and our day-to-day -day existence. But uh, so you've got that. You've got this... Uh, tension. Boris doesn't want to leave under a cloud. He wants to leave under his own terms. I'm a success. However, if they wait until they've been rammed by the electorate in the May council elections, any new leader, the public will say, but you did nothing. So, hmm. hold on. Being a hypocrite, 
having parties while the country suffered, watching the Queen sit on her own as her husband was being buried the right. night before you were having a party in number 10, this sort of stuff, that's not good enough to go. But losing Altrincham in the, in the local councils, that is. Yeah. So basically what you have is we have seen his character. Mm -hmm. If they wait until they get hammered in the local elections in May, we have seen the whole party's character. Now, if you're the Conservatives and you start the process of getting rid of him now, then whoever takes over can say, hey, guys, that local election's stomping. That wasn't me. We've, right. we've moved on. If they wait, which suits Boris, mm. then they are tainted going forward to the next general election. So that's where the tension lies. So and the politics. question is, yeah. it is politics. But the mm -hmm. question is, you look across the Conservative benches and you no longer see stentorian statesmen. Mm. You see piles of blubber. Wow. Faceless amoebas with the spines that wouldn't even, a pamphlet would be better, let alone a hardback. Um, the, the prayer book no, no longer runs through these people. The veins so you, are not you don't there. have a bubbling up of grassroots leaders like we have here in the US, you don't think? I think the only thing we've had bubbling up recently is champagne. <laughs> uh, we don't. We, no. Uh, where would they come from? You can't yeah. get a grass. You can't have a leader outside of Westminster. Yeah. Uh, you can't even have one in the Senate. I mean, the House of Lords. Mm -hmm. um, so you've got. We know who they all are. Mm -hmm. We've known who they all are for quite a long time. Yeah. Uh, now there are people whose names are going forward, people like Rishi Sunak. But again, he was only elected six years ago. Mm -hmm. And he's risen without trace and he's got a vastly wealthy wife, a wife who's more richer than the Queen. Now, mm. that's not his crime. Nobody should be damned for the wealth of their, their spouse. But it makes him hard to speak to large chunks of the population that he wants sure. to speak. Sure. It's not his fault. I mean, but equally, he's become very popular because he's been spending taxpayers' money willy-nilly and pouring it across the country to cope with COVID. Mm -hmm. Now he's having to raise taxes, which is, goes against the very grain of what Conservatives are for, um, in order to pay for that largesse. It's easy to be a popular uh, Treasury Secretary when you're giving people's money away. Not, sure. so, not so easy when you're taking it back from them. Yes. Um, and then you've got... Uh, Liz Truss, who's another name in the frame, she's the foreign secretary. Uh, she's recently been promoted to that. She is quite popular, without without a doubt, with a certain section. The more right of centre, the more um, the more hawkish uh, people in the Conservative Party. But she was a Remainer, um, and there are many who would say, under close observation, one's not quite sure what she believes. But I mean. We've now got to a point, I think, um, is it time, the first time since Thatcher, to have an ideological prime minister? Because we've had technocrats ever since. Yeah. Blair was the, Blair was the model of all technocrats. The Clintonian, the Clintonian style chat. Right, right. Um, but since then, there hasn't been a political principle to be seen on either front bench in power um, for decades.
Hmm. Um, but I don't think, honestly, the, the country is up for it. I, mean, I was thinking, I was talking to a, a, a friend who works, well, a political correspondent for one of the major TV broadcasters today, and we were talking about what's going on, the situation, and so on and so forth. And there is this, the people, as I tried to point out in the article slightly, the people knew what they were getting with Boris. Yeah. We don't know how many children he's got with how many women. We knew that. We knew that he broke rules. Absolutely. We knew that he was a bit of a libertine, not just a libertarian. We knew that. Mm -hmm. But we elected him, and we elected him heavily. Right. But there's a, and we're perfectly happy for him to be a slight rule breaker. But there's a huge difference between somebody who's a rule breaker breaking the rules set by others and somebody who's a rule breaker breaking rules set by himself. Sure. And forcing it that, on other people. That's yeah. the key. And so I have been to various places around the country in the last couple of months. And it is clear that, oh, it's Boris, he's a card. What fun. Yeah, we know. But hey, mm -hmm. he's not one of them. Actually, he's showing himself to be very much one of them. Um, the kitchen cabinet that has been built around his wife. I mean, the fact this latest party, his birthday party, only work. So why is the interior designer there? Why is her interior decorator at the party if only work people are involved? So is she the one causing this problem uh, to, to bring out the real Boris or is, is it the classic, you know, wife that's making the man do what she wants? I mean, uh, you might say that I couldn't possibly comment as yeah. House of Cards would say. Um, yeah. It certainly looks that way, but I may be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, she has her defenders. I'm not one of them, mm -hmm. <laughs> but she does have a def her defenders, but there does seem to be, since she joined the, his team, um, he has gone much more green. He's gone much more woke. He's defending all sorts of causes that would have caused anybody in the Conservative Party to go quite white with freak out. Um, but now mm -hmm. they're part of Team Tory. It's a, rather than the outsider, that people perceived him to be until he got elected or maybe until he got married to this woman, rather than that outsider, he now shows himself he actually is the liberal metropolitan centrist that we thought right. we were pushing against. Because that's what his policies platform is. That's how he's presenting everything, the net zero targets, the, yeah. the, the particularly the green stuff, what that's going to do to uh, the standard of living, to business, to inflation, um, is terrifying. Um, so there's, there's nobody like uh, you know, like a Nigel that's rising up to 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 take advantage of that that uh, perception of Boris. Um, well, it's very hard for Labour to do. They just they can only argue they're more competent. Yeah, um, which is an extraordinary thing that they actually yeah. able to do. Um, I can't remember the last time Labour was. Oh, it's Tony Blair. It was the last time anybody thought Labour was competent in anything. Yeah. Um, but from outside, I, it's, I have to declare an interest. Yes, I do think that the organization that Nigel used to run as renamed has a chance of causing trouble in the polling in the north of England, in these red wall seats. 
um, this party that I do do some work for, so therefore I have to be uh, uh, declare an interest, um, is polling 10 to 15%. Hmm. Now, in a two-party vote, you take 10 to 15% out of the middle, sure, and that's going to hurt. Sure. And Either that's side, without yeah. a great deal. That's without doing a great deal. It's without spending a great deal of money. It's without much campaigning that we, we are already doing that in those areas. Um, but that it takes a lot of work, a lot of effort and time, timing. Yeah. Whether it is in a position to take advantage of the council elections, whether it, and the part with Farage, Yes, he won European elections, but in terms of national political power, the power that he had, the power that he has, um, and there's no doubt, by the way, that the Tories are terrified that he could get back involved. Mm -hmm. Some polling that has been quashed uh, recently um, in the last week spoke very largely of senior Tories going, eek, <laughs> we yeah. don't want that. Um, but... Yes, I, it, it, is, it is a question of timing. It is a question of whether uh, reform, which is the name of the, the party now, uh, can galvanise itself effectively uh, because the power that has always been there has been existential. It's not, it wasn't a question of whether Farage could put a bunch of his people's backsides on the green benches of Westminster. Farage's power was always to make those who assumed that their own bums were fitting nicely on those benches could no longer assume that they would. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it is. It, he provided uh, that sort of external force. And right now, the Tory party, at least led by Boris, is camped firmly in the centre. The Labour Party is left of centre, but still, now they've got rid of Corbyn, and they did so again, they slapped him down again this week. Mm. Um they are centrist left. There is a big hole appearing on the right, low taxes, national defence, immigration mm -hmm. control, mm -hmm. uh, green, get rid of the zero, net zero stuff, yeah. uh, with a, a much more free, freedom-based approach to civil liberties. That exists. That, that market is there. That, that, that's, there is a vacuum in political leadership in that area. The question is, is can my lot and does my lot have the ability to galvanise itself and to get electoral support? Because if it does, then yes, there could be huge and positive changes. Hmm. I, I saw that Nigel said he was considering getting back in. Um, Nigel was considering poking a pointy stick at the Tory party and making them go squeal. Um, <laughs> it's fun watching powerful people get freaked. Um, sure. And it does speak to a real concern they have. Um, the reason why, and there is, there's a big biography of Nigel coming out next week, uh, but the reason why the Conservatives actually joined in forces with Labour to stop him getting elected to Westminster in 2015 is they were terrified that he had been virtually on his own on the back benches. But every time he stood up, a good third of Conservative back benches would sit there going, he's much more what I believe than right. my own. Right. And so they were very scared of that. Um, and they still are. And remember, he's only 57. And he's, but he's got a very successful franchise, I guess, with uh, so yeah, with the TV he's show. enjoying himself on his TV show. He's doing whatever. Right. But he is doing a tour of Northern Seats for his TV show. He's hmm. doing 
uh, sit down in, in sort of town hall TV uh, across a whole bunch of these seats in the coming months. Um, he is, I know for a fact that he uh, is pleased with how he's seen Richard Tice, uh, the new party leader, has worked hard, has been made a huge effort, has has kept his head and 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 built a structure for the party. Um, and so I know that Nigel is, well, he, as as he wrote, uh, happy to get much more involved. Um, that he, he's given, he gave Richard Tice a year to see what he'd do. And Tice yeah. has not, uh, Tice has not dropped the ball. He hasn't broken the China. He's built, he's built structures. He's selected candidates. He's set up uh, a democratic system for the party. He's now got a regional county and uh, local uh, management structure. All those things that actually, frankly, Nigel couldn't give a hoot about, but he knows are important. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, those are being done. Uh, and then they're vital if you wish to have a successful political operation. Uh, you can you can explode onto the scene, but unless you've got somebody who's prepared to sort of uh, build some structures behind, right. you're, you are Icarus. And Farage has been a serial Icarus, <laughs> um, if that's such a thing. <laughs> but but it's, it is, yeah, that's that's... Uh, where you're at. So yes, he's he's. I know he talks to Tice. I know he is uh, keen to see a change. I know he's been talking very much on the immigration issue, on the net zero issue. Mm -hmm. These are big, big subjects, and they frighten the Conservative Party. Um, the Conservative Party tried to talk about the immigration issue with people coming across the Channel from France. I know. We'll, I know what we'll do. We'll send the Royal Navy in. That'll that'll show our right wing unreconstructed redneck stinkers in the counties that we mean business. The Royal Navy. Remember remember Trafalgar. Remember Chesapeake. <laughs> yeah. I won't remember Chesapeake. Shut up. Uh, but the, the point being is that what is the job of these naval ships? To go into the middle of the channel, to pick the migrants up and bring them back. It's the, the Navy of Nelson is acting as a ferry service for illegal migrants. Right, right. the Coast Guard. Yeah. What will this do to the numbers? They're not pushing them back to France. What will this do to the numbers? Well, if we're going to get half the way, we just have to get a sinking dinghy because halfway over and the Royal Navy picks us up. Cups of tea, everybody. Um, it's, it, it, is a, it's, it will become a pull factor. Sure. Instead of being, we're showing a little bit of muscle here, or a little bit of backbone here, it is quite the opposite. It will act as a pull factor. Now, if you were to say, nope, that's it. Anybody coming over, we're pushing them straight back. We're going to push your boats back to France. The French would scream, but that's what they do. They'd, but they'd only scream for a week or so. And then they'd realise it was in their interest as well. Because they don't want shanty towns and migration camps all along their coastline. Right. They don't want people turning up there. It's, it's like our southern border, them. same thing. But yeah. If you say you will not get across, you feel <laughs> feel like Gandalf on the bridge. Yeah. You shall not cross. Um, but if you say that, that message will get through and people will stop coming. Sure. Look at course. what happened in Australia. There was a appalling yeah. situation where people were drowning um, regularly. But when the Australians said, that's it. Nobody more drowned. Yeah. Because they stopped coming. So, but will, has, has the government got the backbone for that? 
Oh, they, no, they're more frightened of another dinghy sinking. And tragic though it is, another dozen or so people drowning. That'll be awful. Yeah. But only yesterday, this is midwinter, and only yesterday, 138 people arrived on our shores. Wow. We, it's the same problem we have on our southern border. Um, Warmer there. Yeah. Well, Gawain, um, thank you. Thank you for that update. How can people uh, get in touch with you or, or track what you're doing and um, what's your social media, that kind of stuff? Via, via my uh, Twitter, which is at Gawain Toler. Um, um, that's probably it, mostly. Cool. Uh, that's uh, or through my Insta feed, but my Insta feed is mostly churches, so you wouldn't be interested. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thank you for that, and uh, we appreciate it, and we want to have you back on soon. Thanks Great. for the update.